Money FM 89.3. Best of your money. Money and me on your money only on Money FM 89.3. Looking to buy or sell your property in the next couple of months? What could be the biggest risk factor that could temper sentiment for demand? going ahead in the next couple of months. Also, you've heard in the news, a headline says International Plaza could be Singapore's largest collective sale in history. Yep, been put on the market via collective sale, so we'll take the pace. Are more attempts to go on block picking up pace in Singapore? How likely are they to succeed? Also, if you're thinking about selling your HDB flat and you're thinking, what do I have to look at when it comes to agents? The Institute of Real Estate and Urban Studies has uncovered an interesting fact about who's doing the most selling when it comes to resale flats. Apparently, the top 1,000 agents are dominating this space. So what are some objective measures that you can look at when it comes to selecting an agent for yourself. That's all coming up in the program. I've invited Eugene Lim, Key Executive Officer for ERA Realty Network, to join us this morning. Eugene, how are you? Good morning. Good morning, Michelle. Thank you for having me on the show again. Always a pleasure to speak with you, Eugene. So we hear construction costs are a big risk in the property sector. How do you think this is going to affect sentiment in the next couple of months? Well, um, construction costs have been on the rise, uh, largely due to labor crunch. As we know, the uh, the travel ban and border restrictions uh, has disrupted the foreign labor supply. And also, building materials have become more expensive due to increased freight and raw material costs. And so, um, directly, this affects uh, developers' profit margins. And uh, they have been on the decrease and are definitely much thinner this year. Um, in fact, um, the Business Times uh, reported in March that the pre-tax profit margins for some of the housing projects to have fallen to around 10 to 12% and some even below 10%. So as we can see, it's really challenging times to be a developer uh, nowadays. So while developers would like to pass on the increased cost to consumer, there is really a limit to how much they can actually increase prices because competition amongst developers are are very keen. So so that that largely I mean um, led into the fall in sentiment based on the index reading. But it's a slight fall in sentiment. It's not a big fall. Okay, good to hear. Now, when it comes to sentiment, we're hearing uh, International Plaza going on block, another place near where I live also attempting to go on block. So um, how do you think uh, on block attempts are in terms of the, uh, are we seeing a pickup at all well, in the office uh, space? Yeah, Office space, I think quite possibly International Plaza is definitely the, uh, would probably be the biggest deal if it does go through. Uh, the site is uh, very attractive, uh, largely due to the following reasons. Number one, it is uh, the large, the the last piece of the puzzle in the rejuvenation. No, Anjong precinct is going undergoing uh, rejuvenation, and this will be the last uh, puzzle there to make the place more vibrant. Uh, more importantly, this would come. Uh, this project actually comes under the Central Business District Incentive Scheme, which was announced by uh, government not too long ago. 
Uh, the purpose of this incentive scheme is actually to encourage the conversion of older existing office buildings uh, into mixed-use developments that can help rejuvenate the CBD. You know, the, the perennial problem CBD has is that, um, I mean, nowadays it's not so bad, but uh, in the past, uh, it, it becomes a ghost town at night and yeah. in the weekend, it's, it's practically like no no go zone, right? Mm-hmm. So so with the input of more residential projects uh, over the last couple of years into CBD, we have uh, we have more life in the CBD nowadays. And so, so that's uh, to push it further, the, the government implemented this uh, CBD incentive scheme, which uh, um, International Plaza qualifies. So what does it mean is that if they don't build pure office mm. and if they put it into mixed use, mm-hmm. depending on the, the proposed land use uh, that is put up, then um, the developer would be able to intensify the gross floor area. That means increase the gross floor area above yeah. the plot ratio by about 25 to 30%. So just to give an example, if, uh, if let's say that Mbox is successful and uh, the, the purchaser developer decides to do a residential project with commercial at the first story, they are able to increase the plot ratio by as much as 30%. So, so that gives incentives. That's, that's what makes the, the site attractive. So the whole idea is to have more residential into the CBD. So that's why while, while there are some areas of concern regarding you know, COVID has changed the, the thinking behind the use of office space, I think uh, schemes like these actually help to uh, give alternatives uh, to, to uh, pure office use in the CBD. Yeah, I remember back in 2019, it was announced, yeah, this idea, this incentives in order to make the CBD a vibrant place to, to live and to play. So yeah. if if we're going to see an increase in gross plot ratio, I mean, it's among the incentives that the developers, if, if it is, of course, if it does go on block, a uh, number of ifs there. Um, increase in gross plot ratio, does this mean that you're going to likely see smaller units there? than you would anywhere else? Well, uh, because this is in the, in the central area, mm. so uh, the, um, the usual formula that uh, re- uh, restricts developers to the number of units, uh, they, they don't have to comply with that. So it all, all goes uh, mm. based on design. And uh, usually in, uh, in central area where land is more expensive, we would probably expect to see more small units. Uh, but however, because this is a large site, uh, it also gives the developer a lot of flexibility to uh, be able to plan a good mix of both small and big units. Interesting. So it all, mm. all, all boils down to the design ultimately. Because there's flexibility on these development controls. So yes, you, 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 you they have the benefit of a larger GFA component to work with. Mm. So that gives the, the uh, more design flexibility uh, in that sense. Okay, very interesting case study, International Plaza. Uh, are we seeing on-block attempts picking up pace more broadly though? What, do you, what about the private sector? Well, across the board, uh, it is a known fact that quite a number of uh, uh, projects uh, on the pipeline mm-hmm. and uh, 
uh, if not getting ready to launch or re- uh, they are also in the midst of uh, gathering pace, uh, gathering the in- because you need to have the 80% consent right. uh, in order to uh, proceed with the end block sale. So many deals are cooking. The, the challenge now faced by uh, marketing agents who are handling end block is the mismatch of expectations. Uh, most uh, on because this is historical. I mean, due to the past successes of the end block cycle, most owners expect uh, a very high price, and it's a chicken egg situation. If you price it too high, mm. uh, no takers, yeah. right? Because developers um, are, are mindful that the market scenario today we are dealing with a very mature market. Uh, if the land cost is too high, and earlier we have already talked about construction costs being on the upswing, right. uh, that leaves very little margin. So at the end of the day, a developer needs to make a decent profit margin. I mean, gone are the days where we can see high profit margins about 40-50%. It doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> so, so, so it doesn't exist anymore. And, and, and as we right foot, as we, we have uh, sort of discussed earlier, is we're look, now looking at 10% or less and, and it's really, really challenging to be a developer because you carry the risk mm. uh, from the time you buy the land to the time the project is fully sold out, you know? So, so it's, it's not easy. So which then, which then uh, translate back. At the end of the day, developer is looking for land, yeah? And they have several choices, buying from the open market, which is the end block market, or buying from government land sales. And government land sales, uh, I think the government is in, has increased the number of plots available for sale. Uh, they are likely to monitor the market closely and may, may further increase the supply. Uh, that that will come on stream. So the comp- comp- main competitor to collective sale or block sale is actually government land sales. It's a more straightforward process. A developer just go and bid for it. Mm-hmm. You know, if I get it, I get it. I don't get it, I try again another plot. So I, there's also a shorter waiting time. Mm-hmm. You no, know? uh, the on block process typically takes at least a year. You know, uh, before it materializes and. Uh, Assuming there's no complications, if there's complications, there'll be further delay, you know, to the process. So, so this, from a developer perspective, I think most prefer a more uh, faster uh, to, uh, to the market solution, yeah, which is uh, that makes government land sales more attractive. Interesting. All right, let's move to another headline and go beyond it. Uh, a lot of people living in HDB resale flats wondering, is, is it a good time to sell? So how strong is demand for HDB resale flats? We know that in July, demand stayed strong. Prices climbed, more flats changing hands despite the tightening COVID-19 measures we saw late in July. HDB resale prices also rose for the 13th straight month. They did advance in July moving up a tick 0.5% compared to June. I wonder, Eugene, can you give us a sense of the areas and the types of HDB resale flats that are currently in demand? Well, um, based on transaction volume um, across the board, um, about uh, just over 40% of the flats that have been sold uh, are four-room flats and about uh, 28% is five-room flats. Then three-room flats make up about 
22%, and the rest are executive flats. Uh, so as we can see, four-room uh, is the uh, most preferred flat type, largely because it has three bedrooms. It is equivalent to a, a, a same as the five-room flat configuration, except it's slightly smaller. And so therefore, and also we have a large supply of ready uh, stock four-room flats in the open in the resale market. So that that that's why four-room is the uh, most preferred flat type. Now, if we look at popular HDB estates, if you look based on transaction volume across the board, the, um, the, the five places that I'm going to tell you uh, are largely popular because, number one, the flats there are still affordable. Mm, All right? Okay. Um, so, for example, uh, top volume will be Pongo. Uh, it's affordable. Mm. Lots of new flats there. Uh, family-friendly precinct. A family family uh, friendly town uh, and mm-hmm. lots of interesting features uh, in Pongo. Mm-hmm. Tengkang, next to Pongo. Okay. Also very affordable and lots of new flats there. Okay, Tampanese is a mature town and uh, it's uh, attractive largely because of the infrastructure there and uh, it's, uh, it's a very huge estate and so therefore you would expect transaction volume to be high. Uh, it's also uh, has good uh, connectivity and good good amenities. Uh, the fourth one, uh, Woodlands, uh, mm. up north. Yes, uh, affordable, right? Very affordable pricing over there. Uh, good amenities, and I think uh, people who 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 buy into Woodlands, uh, you know, Woodlands is actually one of the regional center in the right. up north, and is also undergoing transformation. So there are better things to come in the future, you know, and. Uh, Last one, number five, is actually Aukang, right? Surprisingly, Aukang. Uh, why? Because uh, most, um, Aukang is a mature estate and you find that actually a lot of the buyers today, they are the younger buyers who grew up in Aukang. So they are actually buying uh, to be near their parents, right? To be able to make use of the proximity housing grant uh, to, you know, and, and so stay near the parents. So these are uh, based on uh, recent transaction volume uh, these are the five uh, top five in terms of uh, transaction volume. Mix of reasons that not just the outlying areas for space, but also the nostalgia factor. I want to live close to parents yes. or grow up, uh, live where I grew up in Ogang's case, for example. Very interesting insight. Our guest today is Eugene Lim from ERA Realty Network, where he is key executive officer. This is Money and Me with me, Michelle Martin. Now, I often hear people saying, what do I need to think about, Michelle, if I wanted to put my flat on the market and I want to of course get the best price so how do I figure out who's the best agent for me? So I looked it up and I realized that a According to recent data for the Council for Estate Agencies, you're seeing sort of um, certain agents dominate the market. Last year's highest ranked agents based on sales volume, they closed disproportionately more deals than their peers. So buyers and sellers seem to favor the established salespersons and almost half of agent facilitated transactions closed were by the top 1,000 agents. So people listening in, I know what they're saying. They're thinking, Michelle, just Tell me where this list of the top 1,000 are. But let's take a step back, Eugene. Why is this happening? Why is the HGB resale sales market seemingly dominated by the top salespeople? 
Okay, there are some learning points that we can gather from the data. Mm-hmm. Uh, this data is provided uh, by CEA, but uh, the original source of data is actually from legitimate HDB transactions. Mm-hmm. So they port over the HDB transactions that are uh, registered mm-hmm. with HDB. So le- these are all legit. Um, learning point, very important learning point. Okay. Real estate sales remain a very personalized high-touch business. So there was a lot of talk in the recent times about do it yourself, you know? Yeah. We don't need agents. You can you can sell your house yourself. You can buy your house yourself. Uh, there are portals that facilitate that. Bottom line is that if you are a seller and you want to have the best price uh, and, and for your property and you want to have it done within the time frame so that you can move on with your uh, housing plans, right further down the road then you need a good agent so a good agent that is backed by a solid company and tech tools today is instrumental in getting the property sold at the highest possible price and the shortest possible time Mm -hmm. based on current market conditions so um you know Mm -hmm. while the data could be very discouraging to the newcomers, let me put things in perspective. Uh, each and every one of the top agents uh, today mm. was once upon a time a new agent. All right? Mm. So, for example, I know that the number one top volume agent is from my company, ERA. Just to give you, put things some in perspective, uh, mm. he joined us right after his national service as a young man. Okay. All right? Mm-hmm. Zero real estate experience at all. I, I remember him clearly because he sat in my training class and I taught him. You know, at wow. that time, he's just a young man with zero real estate experience. But he he, he, he spent a, a lot of time to learn the trade and literally work his way up. Another high volume agent, uh, also from my company, hmm. uh, he made a career change. He was a public servant for a number of years Mm -hmm. and uh, after some time, he decided to make a career change. Again, coming into uh, ERA with zero real estate estate experience, zero. So all these people, they work their way up. Today, they are, you know, they say, wow, you know, what, you know, it would be so nice if I can close so many deals like them. But once upon a time, they also started with zero. So, so new agents, okay, I think don't be discouraged, all right? Today, the learning curve is steep, but you have, if you're able to put in your fair share of work, learn, learn fast, adapt fast, mm. I think, uh, you know, you can build your way up. Eugene, I think we need to invite you on to give us all a course on how to sell. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Did you really yeah. teach the, the, one of the top 1,000? Yeah, we, 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 because I, I teach the basics. So mm-hmm. everyone that um, joins the industry, we, mm-hmm. they go through uh, the training course. The basic. And what did you think uh, of yeah, this guy? Yeah, that's the basics. But, you know, he but joined he, just after the army. What did you think yeah. of him initially? Blur like anybody. All <laughs> 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 right. So, so it's normal, see? Yeah. So it's how you, how you adapt. So, yeah. so. After he joined the company, of course, there are, there are internal courses that focus on the uh, problem solving because at the end of the day, don't forget as a real estate agent, we actually solve people's housing problems. So yeah. it's how the company trains you to 
drills you to tra- train you to to solve these problems. Mm-hmm. And uh, much of the training in within the company is focused on case study, uh, real life cases to solve real world problems. So that that helps you to be a better facilitator. That helps you to be a trusted advisor uh, to the people that you serve. Yeah. Interesting. Now, you also mentioned you want to pick an agent who has access uh, through, you know, his his company that backs him, good data tools. Now, yes. people listening in are thinking, listen, I want the data. Where is this objective measure of volume of sales relating to the agents that the public can have access to so they can pick these top agents? Yeah. So, so for... For, for productivity tools, ERA, we have our own in-house apps and all that. But if uh, uh, the public want to find out about uh, the agent's track record, for example, mm-hmm. uh, a very useful uh, website would be like findpropertyagent.sg. Mm-hmm. So you can type in the agent. Let's say you, you have been approached by a certain agent and you want to check up on him, right? Mm-hmm. You want to say, are you as good as what you tell me that you are? Then go to findpropertyagent.sg, type in his name, right? You will be able to see uh, the types of transaction that he did. That means the, the mix. Does he, is he a purely HDB agent or is he a good balance between HDB and private? How much project he do? So the transaction mix is clearly displayed for you. Uh, customer reviews, very important, okay? What customers say about him, what people that he has worked with say about him, that is all on this portal. The awards that he has won, mm-hmm. all right, are all listed there. The training that he has attended is all listed there. So essentially, this is a CV of the agent that you are about to work with. So this is called findpropertyagent.sg. To be fair, Eugene, uh, this is only related to the ERA agent pool. Is that right? Uh, yes, that, that's right. That's, mm-hmm. uh, you can find our it. Over eight thousand four hundred agents all listed there. Mm-hmm. The the um the official the other uh, uh, rev, uh, avenue source is less uh, is the CEA's public register. Mm. So if you go to CEA portal, you can go to the public register, check uh, key in the agent's name. You can check their transaction records, uh, oh. but it only gives you a listing of their transaction records in the last two years. Uh, it does not break down for you what is the mix. You have to do some number crunching on your own oh my. to see whether he is a private agent, private property agent, or is he a HDB agent. Okay, so two options. You can go to the Council for Estate Agencies. That's a government agency that regulates the real estate industry. And you want to click on Public Register and uh, look at the numbers there. Or you can, if you want to see through ERA's pool and find the best agent there, there's findpropertyagent.sg. SG, yes, that's Mm. right. All right, got it. So uh, before we let you go, Eugene, for people who want the best price for their flat, what else do you think they need to keep in mind when it comes to agent choice? I think um, interview the agent. Yeah, you have to be comfortable. Yeah. Uh, sometimes, uh, while most people gun straight for the top agents, there are also customers who say that, uh, you know, not necessarily. I, I prefer someone I'm comfortable with because it's, it's all about, at the end of the day, uh, remember when I, when I first talked about it, it's about, uh, it's, it's about relationship. Yeah. A high-touch business. Absolutely. Someone who can work with you. 
and it's right. not going to irritate you every time they reach out to you. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Because yes. there's a lot of contact points. You've got to deal with this person a lot. Yes, Better this is a very you. important person for mm-hmm. your property transaction and it is absolutely important that the client is comfortable with the professional who is going to help him achieve his objective. Uh, should we feel pressured to immediately go into an exclusive agreement with someone? Because a lot of agents say, okay, I want to be the only one marketing. Before you've even got a chance to get to know them, you know? I think uh, uh, you can, well, like some people, they start off with, uh, I mean, it all depends on your interview and your your, mm. your comfort level. Some of them, they straight move into the, they're so comfortable with the agent, they straight mm-hmm. move into the exclusive. Mm-hmm. While there are those that actually, uh, watch the agent work, you know, for the first two weeks before they decide on an exclusive. Right. You know, so you you again, give it's yourself up, some time. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Again, it's is entirely up to your comfort level because it's uh it's a two person thing. It it's the client and the agent. All right. Well, great insights as always, Eugene. Thank you for, very much for joining us this Tuesday morning. Thank you for having me again. He's Eugene Lim, Key Executive Officer from ERA Realty Network here on Money and Me. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.